Sports Daily, every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. All right, let's talk to Prince and Duane, all things to do with motorsport. Uh, this past weekend, we didn't see any Formula One action. No. Yeah. Um, when are we? When is the next race? This, this no, Formula One is done for the year. Yeah, it is done. But I just mean, <laughs> there's some things we have to finish first, guy, before it's really done. Done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This weekend, a, Prince. There's a there's a couple of races coming that are actually going to be some headliners. They usually uh -huh. are just there's a lot of excitement around them. We still got Brazil. We still got Circuit of the Americas. We still got Mexico. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, sorry Abu Dhabi. I mean, which is going to trigger a lot of people. But there's still there's still a way to go. I mean, it's not like it's it's. You know, people are going to stop spending money on the biggest circus in the world. Yeah. And it's definitely still going to be a bit of a festival. But yeah. yeah are you watching every race between now and the end? I'm, I'm Prince, the motorsport guy. Ah, all right. Uh, you have a duty, I'm watching yeah? Every okay, fair enough. But, but uh, the Lewis Hamilton fan has left the building. Okay. Long time ago. Long time ago. So we're going to talk MotoGP this past weekend out in Australia. Yeah. Before we do... You were at SWAT Corps, yeah? I was. Just tell us a little bit more about how the races went this past weekend. I know most, most people at MFest, yeah? What was the attendance like at SWAT Corps? SWAT Corps, uh, probably one of the slower days because oh, okay. of MFest. Okay, naturally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the two uh, locations are down the road from yeah. each other. So people said two hour queues just to get like a, a two minute ride, yeah? Yeah, 15,000, 15,000 uh, tickets in total sold. For MFest. For MFest, yeah. 15,000. Yeah, I don't know if this is across the entire weekend or on one, one, one particular yeah, okay. day, 15,000 people went through. But yeah, that was the number that was touted. So a lot of M loyalty, let's call it. Um, but yeah, Swap Corps went really well. Um, so I was running around with Jonathan Mahoti, of course, just getting a bit of footage and, and content man. for him. Um, and it just so happened to be the first race weekend where he won. Um, which with the overall event, so his res results weren't first and first for his two races, but he got good enough um, third and fourth to actually then um, have a decent enough results to 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 have that total as a win. Um, really, really exciting day for him. Um, I think he's he's done really well in Super Cup, and he's had to make the transition, of course, because it was GTC initially, yeah. but because of the accident um, that unfortunately saw two of the VW Motorsport cars damaged. Um, he had to then switch over into a different discipline and he went over to Super Cup. Um, but there may be a couple of events that he actually does do towards the end of the year. Endurance racing, possibly. Um, fingers crossed for that, but we don't have any um, um, guarantees that it actually is going to happen. But it'd be great to be there again, to have a chat with him and just follow him around yeah. and, and see what it's like in the life of racing. He's a superstar. Mm. I think in... In, by all um, sort of, if all the cogs, all the little pieces are there for him to actually be a superstar. I mean, the fact that um, VW sort of brought him and nurtured him from the beginning um, to see him where he's at now. I mean, it's the whole shebang, autographs, yeah. photos, like literally, it's, wow. it's, quite, it's quite a thing to see. Oh, wow. People queuing up to actually take photos with him and things oh, wow. like that. It's, it's quite, yeah, it's quite amazing. So for a guy like that, I mean, you, you speak about the investment VW have put into him. Mm. What type of investment is that? It's um, giving him the platform to, oh. to, to race, really. Sponsoring him and, of course, many, many other um, entities are involved in that. Um, yeah. There's a couple of new ones as well that have come up. But the, the main investment is giving him the time to develop in a car mm. and um, trust him with the, the sort of responsibilities that get stacked on him as the years go by. Um, this year was supposed to be the GTC year, of course. Unfortunately, the accident happened, so he's in Super Cup. But that's the kind of investment it is. Um, giving him the, the, the time needed yeah. to actually invest and grow. Whereas um, and a lot of the time, it's just, ah, next driver, please, or next privateer, please. Because uh. a lot of people, obviously, are paying, are funding themselves to get into those yeah. seats. But the investment is, I suppose, putting other people aside and focusing on him. And giving What's him the pinnacle time. for him? Pinnacle, um, he, GT in, in South Africa, definitely is. 
Yeah. I uh, hate that when we talk pinnacles in South Africa, like it's completely different. Not well. Look, you have to because um, motorsport is unfortunately it's not. It's not something where there's that. Um, how do I put it? It's the, the metrics are different. Yeah. Because of the different levels that each economy or country operates at, really. Um, of so it's 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 always going to be. That's always just the great equalizer, or rather the great um, sort of um, spanner in the works. Um, so South Africa. Look, you take nothing away from the kind of ability and talent that comes out of this country. I think we have the most karting world championships. If not, we, we, I think if we're not the number one country, we're in the top three wow. of producing karting world champions, period. Mm. So talent-wise, there's, there's no arguing against that. Um, Sheldon van der Linde just came back from winning DTM World Championship against some of the best GT racing drivers in the world, period, and former Formula One racing drivers. So talent, there's just no question. Mm. Um, but the level of the championships that we host and run, that's where it comes in that, okay, we're in South Africa. Um, ticket prices, attendance at the venues, totally different numbers and totally different level to what we see around in Europe. And we, Thanks. you know what I mean? We, we hardly pull in that 20K or, or 30K people at a racing event. And until we see those kinds of numbers, then we're, we're unfortunately going to be have that little asterisk about the way we run our championships. But performance um, of the drivers, the equipment we're using, um, the running of the championship itself, just as a sport, all of that is on a world level. There is no question about that. And that's why our talents are able to translate and, and transition so easily into um, riding overseas. Uh, speaking of riding, Darren and, and Brad Binder, for example. Yeah, let's um, get into that conversation. Yeah, let's get yeah. into that conversation. MotoGP this past weekend out in Australia. Uh, walk us through the weekend, man. I know it was a big practice for Zarko. We spoke about it, right? He was actually racing as we were speaking. Yeah. Um, but how did the weekend ultimately go? Yeah, ultimately didn't translate into him taking oh, no. the win, uh, unfortunately. But um, Mark Marquez, though, that really translated well for him. He um, he did pretty well to, to get himself a podium. I mean, he qualified second, so you already saw that, okay, the pace was there. And he was the only rider to go out and risk um, going on the soft rear tyre. Whereas everyone was looking to, to get something that gives him a bit more endurance. As you know, um, softer tyres don't last as long as your mediums or your hards. But he went and risked it anyway. I suppose it comes with how he's able to adapt to the bike so much and get the best out of it. Um, Johan Zarko qualified sixth, which I suppose reflective, it's typical of practice. I mean, you get a bit of hope and then qualifying comes in with the reality and the truth of the matter. Um, but um, yeah, according to qualifying, I think everyone sort of performed with more, more or less within what they were capable of producing when it came to the race. No real outliers or people were surprised, apart from Alex Rins qualifying 10th, but finishing first which is incredible considering the fact that suzuki have been in terrible run of form mm -hmm. for the longest time as at least as, uh, as uh, after they they announced that they're leaving the sport i mean that was mm -hmm. of course a downer probably for the entire team so for him to come in with this win um is really a great thing um we'll see whether or not this this is going to translate into the next couple of races but i strongly doubt it i think this one really came to them but um mark marquez i think is the one to watch out for him him getting his 100th podium of his career mm, so the celebration it seems like he, they were celebrating a championship win i mean it was scenes in, in his garage really? but um it was really interesting but uh, maybe it's better if you hear from the riders themselves all right so we'll start with alex yeah and then we'll listen to uh what mark marquez said in that order but happy to, to finish on the on the first position first of all because uh, it'd be the last the last time with the with the Suzuki here in the in the island so 
I'm blessed that uh, I, I get the, the first position for this. Then for all the all the people that was supporting me during all the during all the season, during the bad moments, uh, you know, the team uh, really deserves uh, the the staff in in Hamamatsu. So it it was a, a good good race, you know. Also, I was I was feeling quite quite good uh, since the since the beginning. I was able to man manage really well the the rear tire. When I was behind uh, behind Peco or in the beginning of the race behind Martin, I was realizing that they were riding like maybe a little bit too slow. You no, know? so I I tried to to stay on the front to open a little bit small gap, but taking care on the on the rear tire on the spin. But immediately they they overtook me on the on the straight, so I I decided to to stay behind and trying to. To arrive in the end of the race with uh, with a little bit more, no. So I I was knowing that if I I was starting the last lap on the on the second position, I I had some chances to to overtake uh, Peko on the between corner one and corner two, and then we we did like this and and we finished on the on the first position. So I'm super happy. Danko race winner. That was Alex Rinze speaking of his race in Australia, his race in Australia this past weekend. Now let's take a listen to what the GOAT Mark Marquez had to say. Yeah, of course. Uh, first of all, I'm really, really happy about this, uh, this podium. It uh, means a lot for me. means a lot uh, for all the people that uh, helped me on this tough season and uh, to all the doctors, to all the, the physios that, uh, that I work uh, with, with them. And, uh, and yeah, we are coming better and better. Uh, even uh, Onda is working hard. Uh, nothing to, nothing on the game now, but uh, they are working really hard on uh, for 2023. And uh, and yeah, this uh, this podium means a lot. Means a lot uh, because uh, to keep the motivation, uh, to 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 show to them that uh, still the the rider that wins six titles with uh, with uh, with Onda is there. Always they believe in me a lot. And uh, and yeah, and today. To choose the, that soft rear tire was my decision. Uh, they were against, but I say, guys, I will take the gamble. I take the responsibility. But you are the only one on the grid. Doesn't matter. It's the only way to to be there with this Honda uh, because uh, with the other tire, I know which will be the problem. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I managed the race in a good way. I wait until the end to to attack. Uh, unfortunately, I planned to be on second position, but I couldn't and. Uh, and yeah, on the last lap I was pushing a lot, uh, Rins defend in a very good way, and when uh, the rider in front of you defend well, you cannot do anything. Uh, I try a different thing on the last corner to put fifth gear in the middle, uh, just to understand, and, uh, and it was a mistake too, but, uh, but yeah, happy, happy how ends the weekend, and uh, happy how we perform, the, our performance during all, uh, all this weekend. And that was eight-time world champion Mark Marquez, a uh, potential first-time world champion. That is Peko Banyaya got his 14 championship lead. Not maybe not so much for his own racing, but the fact that Fabio Cotuaro bowed out with the crash. Let's hear from him. Uh, Sicily is something that we have to be prepared uh, because can happen. Uh, was a bit more uh, more dangerous be, be without because the the the, the you, your bike start to wheelie and uh, it's more difficult to control. So the the front tire device. Helps uh, help us a lot to be more uh, more ca um, careful on the start uh, and you start better. So I was uh, I was losing position, but I said okay, I will take risk in that first lap to be again in the top three and uh, and then start to 
to manage the ties and uh, was was um, the strategy so uh, was was okay. The thing uh, today was to controlling everything uh, because I was managing the tires, but then also in the last uh, six lap, five six laps, I was completely without the front rear tire, uh, the front tire uh, on the left. I was completely destroyed, so I was very in uh, in trouble on uh, on left corners. But uh, uh, still, the pace was quite good, so I'm happy about the result. I'm happy more for the championship than for the race because I was my objective today was to win. My race completely changed when I see on the pit board that uh, Fabio was out, but in any case, uh, uh, can be can be a good is a good result. Yeah, direct from the podium. Yeah, that was Alex Rins, Mark Marquez, and Peko Benyai. One, two, three. Uh, this past weekend in Australia. Right. So let's talk about uh, those who weren't able to finish. Mm. Those whomst said DNF this past weekend. Fabio Cotterao in particular. What happened with him? Yeah, unfortunately, a bit of an incident. Um, and at at turn eleven. Uh, sorry, at lap 11 of the 27 laps, uh, turn four is where the incident happened. He had to recover. He was, I think, 26, 22nd at that point. He had to recover and try his best, but still another incident saw him crash out and he couldn't finish the race. And he's literally just creating a mess for himself towards mm. the end of the year. It's, it's just going to be a mountain to climb. It's bad enough that his bike isn't really on song performance-wise. But the fact that he's now giving away results like this is just, yeah, it, I think it speaks volumes. Is that what you guys call it when someone doesn't finish? You're doing it to yourself? And not, not necessarily. The thing is, the, the entire. <laughs> so it can seem like that, but if you look at the entire build up to it, um, he a lot of the the result, the finishes and DNFs that are coming yeah. can land on him having the responsibility. So he, he really is doing it. So you himself. said Peko Benyaya, um is fifteen points clear. Fourteen, yeah. Four, so this can still turn around, yeah. It definitely can. Mm-hmm. It definitely can. And Fabio Quadrado is the guy to do it. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the guy to bike. do it. He, ah. He's the guy to do it. Is his bike? Ah, all right. His, okay. His, the challenge. All right, got you. So, um, speaking about those who do not finish, I see there's also an Alex Marquez there. So, uh, contrasting form for 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 Alex and Mark, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where there has been contrasting form, yeah, Darren and his brother Brad. Mm. However, this time not too much between them. Just the three places between them, yeah. Darren finishing uh, in mm. 14th, Mark finishing in 10th. This doesn't happen often. I mean. They were at the same table. Yeah, yeah. In they, we, they can have that conversation. They can together. finally have one conversation. Yeah, yeah. So what was it like? <laughs> in, <yeah. laughs> but it's still contrasting because with with uh, Brad, he was just he was livid that he finished tenth. He, really? he, he started sixteenth, so I mean, making up four places isn't too bad. But he was struggling with tire wear and things of that uh. nature. So not too happy with the result. I mean, he said himself, not not too happy at all. But they had to finish um, and do the best that they could. He knew it was being hard on his rear tire, which is really where he paid the price. But he didn't really have a choice, having to fight and and push to get as high up as he. Could from 16th so qualifying really set the tone for him i think uh darren a lot more happier first time he's in the points i think in the past nine races which is just yeah speaks volumes but um yeah we'll see man i'm I'm just glad if he he still gets a chance to continue with yamaha that's great there's just more time and more opportunity yeah darren if if, what was it like when brad passed when when brad passed him well, what was it? Well, it's. I can it's, imagine what that must feel like. Like for okay, for me as a, for possibly for their parents, it must be a moment of like wow, you know. For them, I, I wonder what that feeling was like. They, I think they're natural. They're, they're competitors. Yeah. At the end of the day, so they get, and in fact, Brad has a bit of admiration for Darren's style. Really? Yeah. So it wasn't just. I don't think it was like okay, just pass through, bro. No, no, no. Oh, it's still. I would love to see that. Your competitors at the end of the day. I would love to see that. Yeah. She's anyway incredible. Go on, go on. Sorry. 
but um, yeah, that's really the sum of it. He's oh. back in the points after nine races. Um, we'll see what would ha- it's consistency. If he can get consistency, I think there's more of a baseline to measure his overall rookie mm. performance, which. The, the way you get in as a rookie really sets the tone for your career. Yeah. So it, it's going to speak volumes for whatever comes next year. Yeah, you said if he stays, does that stay to go somewhere else or if potentially Yamaha decide to get someone else in? Well, it, it, look, it's, um, it, it could go anyway. Yeah. I think the contracts are very short. Obviously, it's a year or two at a time and it could turn around at the, at the flip of a switch. Oh, okay. um, at the, speaking of contracts, we, we do know that Jack Miller is joining uh, Brad Binder at KTM next year because yeah. he's leaving Ducati. And um, who is taking his place? Uh, forget his name, but um, yes, um, new, new Ducati um, set up with Pico Banya, um next year. So it's there's Mobidele. a bit of a switch there. <laughs> nice I'm, guess. Yeah, but I'm no, just going to start throwing all the names I got for you. Mobidelli is worlds away, oh, worlds away. But um, yeah, we're going to have a new setup at um, at 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 Ducati. It's going to be an all Italian, which is no surprise really. I don't think um, we would have expected anything different than Italian team, Italian riders. But um, yeah, a couple of moves happening there. Very exciting stuff. All right. Well, Prince, thank you so much for joining us from very early on this morning, from the start of the show, actually. I'm trying these really days. Really appreciate you. I just came around for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm here, like, you know. Actually, actually, it's Friday, getting better. You just pitched up here. It's, it's getting better. I love this. I love this for us. Thank you. Catch Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m.